This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPO livecast. It's Super Bowl weekend, a time when Americans get together with people they hate, to watch a game none of them understands, and eat terrible food that will kill them. But if you can't make it to that torture event, Motley Crue is touring again. And if that's too expensive? Here are three Jews, talking about shitting. Our IP live cast starts now. Oh, that's us. We're the three Jews. We're the three Jews talking about shitting. I actually just took a shit right prior to the uh, the beginning of, the, of this episode. A little behind the scenes action for you. Welcome to our IP live cast. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. And 3D, Darren. We're here every Saturday afternoon, shortly afternoon, uh, for about 90 minutes of, of fun conversations. And you can join the action streaming live and archived on YouTube and on Twitch. And of course, downloadable later wherever podcasts are available. Wherever, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast, we are available. I is the video also archived on Facebook or no? Oh, yes. That's a, it is also on our Facebook page. R.I.P.L. Oh, yes, that's the account. That's for any 77-year-old in our audience. Yeah. <laughs> who still use Facebook. If someone's listening to this in an archive, uh, Facebook used to be a very popular <laughs> social media site. Now it's gone into the, the ranks of MySpace and stuff like that. I don't think it's MySpace more that it is like the... Uh, the replacement for really weird ch chain letters like <laughs> mass cc's of like weird dumb surveys or like sure a bad a badly photoshopped ufo but you guys <laughs> may not you may not remember this that's what uh myspace became around 2010 like when facebook started really taking off and that's what myspace was relegated to that was like the dying throes of myspace was that's where you your weird uncle would post that kind of stuff, and then it then my it weird uncle died. never made it to. to oh, R.I.P. again. That's just your Guiana, Rob. There's other people <laughs> that have the uncles that are alive. Oh wow! Okay, great. By the way, my cat is now trying to climb oh. on top of my air conditioner, standing upright as a human being. I don't know if you could see that over. Is there the a bird? Is there a bird? He loves the birds. Yeah, he looks out. He go. He he will go to a window and open the shade to look at birds. Does he yell at them and clack at them? He, you know what's weird? He never makes a sound. He's like stalking his prey when he looks at the birds through the window. Never makes a peep. Huh? He just watches them silently. And it's very scary sometimes, but very cute as well. Does he ever try to jump through the window, forgetting that there is a barrier between him no. and the birds? No, he's very smart at cat stuff. He's yeah. a little stupid at social interactions, I would say. He's like, sometimes you pet him and he likes it, but he, he starts purring, but then he doesn't know how to handle it, so he'll walk away. A little overstimulation. Yeah, like he's, a, I think he's just, uh, he's a very complex individual. That's why Bobka always runs away from Rob. It's not anything negative. It's just she likes you too much sometimes. Yeah, and she just yeah I believe the... it. Let's go with that. <laughs> She definitely has that as well when, when, when uh, me and my partner, when we're both petting her, and she's like really into it, that she's like, ah, you know what? This is enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get is out of here. This is crossing a line. 
Yeah, yeah this is this is too. I, I'm enjoying this a little too much. That is a thing, though. I never really yeah. experienced that with a cat. Either they love it, love it, love it, or they just were not into petting. And he's mm -hmm. like, he seems to really love it, but he gets, like you said, overstimulated is a perfect word. I think he can't take it anymore, and he has to. He has to bounce, but he'll stay in the room and like look at you. <laughs> like I, li I like that, but I need a little respite from that. But I'm watching you, right? Just in case. He's full of love. Oh, he sounds like a regular Mick Mars. What? <laughs> no, How he can. I, Rob, did you not hear my story? I said he can move around. <laughs> oh, that's oh, and stand upright on my air conditioner <laughs> and capable of being stimulated. Well, <laughs> without a Mick Mars is a very magnetic personality. And by that, I mean the metal pole in his back acting <laughs> at his, his spine <laughs> is attracted to magnet. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Uh, well, finally, the other members of Motley Crue and their management uh, have kindly put Mick Mars out to pasture. Oh, my God. Really? Did they call Kevorkian's office? Oh, he's not dead. He's oh. just he's just oh. retired from touring, is what oh. they're saying. Oh, thank goodness. Icon. Uh, he still <laughs> live. He still lives allegedly. You know, however much living he can still do. If you call that living, that's my Catskills yeah. character, comedian yeah. character. <laughs> but there's money to be made. And Motley Crue are not ones to turn down a paycheck, even though they retired uh, 10 years ago. But now they're back and they're touring. Thank goodness. I know, Darren, you especially were like, oh, it's so sad I that uh, I won't ever get to see uh, Tommy Lee spin his drum set around like a roller coaster anymore. I mean, every time I woke up for the last several years, I would, before doing anything, before pooping, anything, doing any chores, <laughs> I would scramble to my phone and check whether Motley Crue is touring again. So this is a big day for me. Mm -hmm. and so, so you're—it's good to see that you're happy. I think that's I'm, <laughs> I'm elated. I'm Over so elated. Your happiness is very important. For you I'm just—I—I so. need—I need mega multimillionaires to make more money. It just drives my soul. <laughs> uh, so well. Earlier in the week, I wanted to play. Uh, there's new footage of Vince Neil out with his solo band, and oh. and um, yeah, but dabba 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 feel good. That was way uh, too good for what he does. And well, what's interesting, I guess, is like the solo band show. You know, we always we always joke and and kind of like uh, knock him about like why the fuck is Vince Neil still out on the road like why does he need to do this his voice isn't good well we know why money but like yeah, you know like he should be same reason he drives a zamboni in a commercial <laughs> he doesn't want to do right that yeah yeah yeah. can uh, we infer from that rob because i know obviously you followed these people and these stories for years as part of your job can we infer that he doesn't have all that much money anymore like maybe i'm sure he's comfortable but has he spent a lot of what he earned? I imagine. I imagine that it has to be that because he just works like like uh, you know we we went on a on a whole spree looking at his cameo. Like why is he doing cameo? You know like does he really need these right. 
you know, $300 thing. And it's like, yes, he does. Like <laughs> he if, really you, does. if you had been in Motley Crue for 20 years during their real peak of popularity and made that amount of money, you know, making $300 on a three minute video is nice. Sure. But do you really, if you have like $400 million, do you need really, would you, you've passed a point where that even, it's like dust in the air. Like who gives a shit? Maybe it's also that, uh, you know, Nikki Six and Tommy Lee, they have kind of careers outside of Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. like, mm. uh, and Vince Neil does not. Yeah, <laughs> so true. he has no other passive lines of income. Uh, the only thing passive is his fucking voice when he's on stage. <laughs> I, I would have said, like, I would have said if it was just a Zamboni commercial or just touring and doing a show, I could see how that's like, I want to have a, a job. But cameo, that's what gets me. That's like just saying hello to people. You know, that's not like, like uh, having another side career. You know, that's just just money. That's purely just money. No, Darren, it's connecting with your fans and getting closer to them and giving them a moment, right. uh, a lifetime opportunity. So do it for free then, jerk off. Well, their time is valuable. <laughs> I need to connect with their bank account. <laughs> uh, and you never know when he might need like an organ donor. Gotta well, reach out I'm sure press soon. The flesh. Yeah. So. So, oh, so as I was saying, like, oh, why is he doing these solo shows again uh, before we went off on our tangent? Turns out it wasn't just for money this time. He was warming up for, like, the big-time stadium shows where he is, I'm assuming, actually getting paid big money with Motley Crue. So I wanted to play stuff from his uh, warm-up show, which was January 28th, which was, like, two weeks ago. And then last night, Motley Crue played their first show back and we can compare how he performs with like what I assume is like a $5,000 payout and how he performs with like, you know, a, a you know, a couple hundred thousand payout. I'm going to guess Cause the I same because he can't do it any other way. Yeah. That's because <laughs> I think, I believe there was a thing, uh, a report. Uh, I, I, I vaguely remember posting, you know, at the time of the reunion announcement that they were making something like five to 10 million a night. Uh, off their reunion shows. So it's very, very lucrative, especially right now with ticket prices have gotten berserk. Like they're basically mortgage prices at this now, point. When, when you say five to 10 million a night, that's their guarantee or that's like the gross ticket sales and then it gets no, divvied up just, among everybody? I oh, you know what? Because that sounds like look, a lot, right? I'll look I don't it up. Know. I, I very much remember. Uh, writing about this. Let me see. Okay. But I mean, you're fake news, so you might have just made that number up when you wrote about it. I didn't, well, I, I cited a, a source. Here we go. Typical Robert Presbani. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, in December of 2021, uh, Motley Crue sold their catalog to BMG for $150 million. Okay. So that's at least at least $25 million to Vince Neil after you take into account taxes, you know, paying their manager and blah, blah, blah. A few 20, other assorted people who, who have, get a yeah. piece of that. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's at least 20 to 25 million. Of them. So I can't like, how does he, he, he can't, we can't even say that he doesn't have money. 
Right. Like and he does, he does have money, and he has like perpetual royalties. Like anytime the Gap plays, you know, well, uh, well not anymore. Feel good or whatever. Well, that's it. They, they cashed out. They oh, sold. That, so they don't even get a pe- little. Something yeah, they sold. Okay. Uh, you don't even give me a little bit of coke. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, yeah they sold their entire catalog, studio to live albums and compilations. But there's also the money he made before that sale. That, that yeah, over twenty. Right, right, years. right, right. Exactly. But everything leading up to that, he's clearly made uh, that much more. So if you think about it, if, if they're making 150 million, they've had to have made millions of dollars. You know that had, if they're making 150 million, that's basically I would say 20. There they would be earning 20 to 50 million a year. Mm-hmm. To be able mm-hmm. to cash out at such a large right. uh, amount, I mean, 150 million for a band that hasn't been really relevant in like 15 years, maybe being mm-hmm. generous. Mm-hmm. I'd say more, yeah. You know, I mean, come on, that's and what okay. you know. So, what were they worth in their prime? So, uh, okay, so there is here. I, I remembered it quite well. So, first of all, they grossed. One when selling one million tickets for this Motley Crue Def Leppard studio tour that got pushed back two years because of COVID. Uh, this was even before the post-COVID ticket jumps, ticket price jumps. And, and I remember we laughed about how insane the prices were for the Motley Crue shows at the time. Cause I remember Sid, you were saying uh friend of the show Lonnie wanted to take his whole family and get nosebleeds, but it was like five hundred dollars for four tickets. Now it'd probably be five hundred dollars for two tickets. Jesus mm. Christ. Uh, to see Motley Crue from fa- so from far no- away, yeah. you can't see. Yeah. To watch them on a video screen. Yeah. And Def Leppard so far, you can't even tell the drummer only has one arm. Like, what's the <laughs> point? Yeah, everyone has one arm. From <laughs> So the tour apparently, after selling a million tickets, grossed $13 million. And then there was a report that Motley, who, who is the report from? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is how disgusting this capitalism is to me. Uh, the report <laughs> yeah. is from... From a reliable source, KRNA, ah. which is a, a Iowa radio station. <laughs> well, KRNA with you with your latest Motley Crew news. Well, so KRNA says that they spoke to the local promoter uh, who said that the asking price for the tour package was north of $3 million. Okay. And the guarantee would be split as follows. This is per night. This is in one night. Motley Crew would make $2 million. Def Leppard would make one million, and Poison would make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow, Poison—that's so much less. Well, wow. they're the they're the third down on the bell. I'm surprised that Def Leppard is getting half what Motley Crue is because yeah. it was very much promoted as a as a co headliner. Wasn't Joan uh, Jett on some of the dates or no? Am I? Ma- she was on all of the dates. So she's how probably much did she get? Probably a little less. Probably like a hundred grand a night. That's still nice. I yeah. take it. She's job. one lady, though, at least, so it's less to split up. I mean, she's got like a backing band, but I assume she gets the vast majority of that money. And let's also yeah, so remember, it. this is a KRNA. Let's take it with a grain of salt. We all know what they're all. And, yeah. and, but but also to be to be fair, this could also be their request for Iowa, like their mm. New York demand could yeah. be twice as large. It's true. Uh, was it Turbo way, that reported this on KRNA? <laughs> Is that where he's at now? DJ Turbo with you. 
<laughs> By the way, KRNA, what do they have? Like genetics programming? <laughs> and they take one hour break to do Motley Crue news. It's all updates on like cow hormones. <laughs> oh, shit. Cow <laughs> hormones and classic rock on KRNA. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the American Galgalots. <laughs> Z R R R N A. There it is. Oh, oh no! <gasps> My Galgalots drop doesn't work anymore. How does that happen? R.I.P. A Galgalots. Oh. Oh no! Oh, that sucks. Let me try to fix that because I want to. Israeli guy, oh, you know what? There you it is. There it is. Galgalgalgalots. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened the first time. I thought... Here we go. Um, so I, I do also want to add that in this report, it said that the goal would be to sell 60,000 tickets uh, for a $4.5 million gross. So if you think about it, that's quite a risk because, you know, uh, they're basically going to be paying $3.5 million in expenses for a gross of $4.5 million. But that is still $1 million in profit for the promoter. Mm -hmm. That's insane money. Insane money, folks. Let's start so, promoting music. Can we do that? I mean, Rob did that for how many years? No, but I mean, he like. He already made his profit. Yeah, I mean, Zed. like. Musica. I think we asked we asked Noah what Zed means once, and I think it was just like the. Yeah, I think so, right? That's the Galgalats, or whatever the fuck. Zed. Uh, I thought it would be something really cool because they no. dragged it out, you know, <laughs> music. But we know music is musica. Music. Isn't that weird that they do a bumper and they have to remind you that you're listening to music? How shitty is Israeli music? <laughs> you're listening to music on Galgalots. Yeah, this is just Modestyahu again. This is singing. <laughs> you're supposed to enjoy this. As people might forget because there's someone <laughs> everywhere has a in it. This is not, it's not like the other channel that's like phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's watch this. Oh, uh, let's Speaking watch first phlegm. the footage of uh, the footage from uh, his solo show. Let's, let's kick it off. With oh that. boy. This is scary. Buckling in. Ah! <laughs> if you're listening on audio, it's not Vince Neil's solo show. Oh. It's Ron Jeremy getting a blowjob with his giant navel nipple. You've been Ron Jeremy. All right, let's let, let's do we it. We got Ron rolled. All right. So uh first we got Wild Side. <sighs> Dan sounds great. Turn it up. He got his Cheetos. <laughs> Does he only have one outfit for these solo shows? I feel like this is exactly what he was wearing the last time we looked at these clips. Yeah, I think it's just like his his show uniform, you know. <laughs> Ugh, could you imagine like, the like, smell? Yeah. 
But Rob, I, I hope I hope you get someone to watch it between shows. But I think it's intentional to avoid stinking up his his you know his uh, formal affliction wear. Thirty uh, million dollars. I think uh, Robin said you're both correct. This Rob, you're right. This is his uniform. And yes, Sid, he only has one of them. Yeah, he presses it with that zamboni after every show, so it's fresh <laughs> for the next night. Got a Zamboni right here over my over my little <laughs> uniform. <laughs> he every show he gets closer and closer to being Sam Kennison. Oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> Voice and minus the vocals. Yeah. All right. Sing it with me. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Kate is that Carver Ron Hart. Perlman on bass? Who is that? <laughs> what is going on? Yes. Hellboy on bass. Kickstart My Heart, I think, is genuinely one of the hardest songs to sing because it's all just like high, high, higher. This drummer is losing his mind. He's trying really hard. Clearly the youngest person in the band. Oh, no. (laughs) Did you hear hear that? Yeah. You sound like a seven-year-old girl. He sounded like your cat. (laughs) of course he's not going the high part oh no Yeah, this is not. No, this is. Is that Alexi Leho on guitar? I thought he was dead. Oh, RIP and Alexi. Imagine he faked his death because he would be too embarrassed to be outed as the guitarist for Vince Steele's solo tour. The money was too good, but he just didn't want anybody to know it was him, so he faked his death. I think I heard uh, Noah was touring uh, as Alexi Leho in the band. <laughs> She's very uh, resemblance there. Uh, I, I want to say something, guys. I think, and this is a very, very low bar, but I think this sounds better than the last time. I was going to say, I think he sounds think less out of breath. He sounds sure. actually in shape here. Like this was the best version of Kickstart My Heart. But it, it doesn't uh, sound good. But yeah, it right. sounds yeah. less like he's about to have a stroke. It definitely hasn't Snow- reached the, the realm of good. Yeah. Snowberry Salad says Vince Neil kind of screwed himself by singing so damn high back in the day. Paul McCartney has mentioned this sort of thing with some of his songs. Well, you don't think about your old self when you're writing yeah. songs in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But good point. Uh, let's hear like one or two more. Oh, this is this thumbnail looks like it's AI. (laughs) You know, know, like those AI things where you put in a photo and it adds a smile. Yeah, no, you know, like this looks like an AI smile. It's like Fire Marshal Bill. (laughs) (laughs) No lips. lips. Yes. This looks like, uh, that website where it makes a fake person, but it's, it's broken. Like there's something wrong with the software. Yes. Like this is not a real person.com or whatever. <laughs> uh 
So this is Livewire. What'd you show them from the first album right now? Livewire was the cringiest one that he fucked up the most, I would say. Yeah, well, it's the it's it's from his earliest material when he's at his least coked up, so he can actually sing high notes. So it, it goes back to what Strawberry Salad is telling. This riff fucking rocks. Early Molly Crew is pretty fucking heavy. Take back what I said about yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, it's still better than the last time, I guess. I, I, will, couple, I will say, he's saying, he's saying the words. Yeah. He's saying the word. Before it was a... He actually fits the lyrics. It is a little bit better than it used to be. That's exactly right. Vince Neil has set the bar so low. We're now praising him for actually enunciating and singing the words. Maybe that was the plan all along. Spend four years being horrible and then like, because you know you can only reach okay. <laughs> All right. Uh Snowberry Salad, my relationship with Motley Crue has been love-hate. I can't stand the misogyny of the band members and some of the cheesy glam tropes they partook in, but their early catalog is fantastic. That's 100% my feeling. Yeah, that can be said about a Motley lot of bands Crue. of that era, yeah. not just Motley yeah. Crue. There were those first two, three albums. Well, two out, definitely two albums are wonderful. I'll never knock that. They did two, two, they hit their peak early, and then it's just been coasting since then. Dr. Feelgood was like the first album that was like, eh, it was like a few good songs. And and then after that, I just, yeah, fell out of it. Okay. So now let's compare it to. The stuff from uh, the Motley Crue, uh, their first appearance with John Five. John Five is a new guitarist, friend, friend of, the, of show. the show, ex-guest. And uh, where was this concert? In Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Live. Oh, we could have gone. Shame on us. That's, I hate Atlantic City so much. Yeah, it's it's rough i can't imagine going there and there's not for gambling like, you guys don't gamble can you like what what else is there That's motley crew <laughs> could you imagine that combination and the gambling itself sucks there now so like what's even the point how so what's changed about it or was well it i'm bad? a i'm a poker pro- no it was good at maybe 10 years ago 10 12 years ago you missed but- the old atlantic city gambling yeah but it would still suck to go there, but like they had good games at least. But now it's like there's there's one good casino with one good poker room. All the poker rooms closed. There's like there used to be like 20 poker rooms in Atlanta City. Now it's like three. Weird. And Why would that, that happen? Because poker makes the casinos no money. 
So it's mm. like a, a courtesy. They take a little bit out of the pot, but you're not playing against the house, so they can't jerk you off and like they can in, in roulette or whatever. Okay. That makes them gobs and gobs of money. They have poker, so you'll sit down and play. Like it'll attract poker players, and then they leave and go play slot machines or whatever. Okay. So that's why. So so big successful casinos can afford to take a loss on poker, but they these shitty Atlantic <laughs> casinos that are crumbling can't afford their poker yeah. rooms anymore. So one by one, they've been closing down the poker rooms. They're just having slot machines or whatever. Ugh, that's sad. The one advantage for me to go to Atlantic City is basically gone. Lame. Sad. <laughs> but now there's going to be casinos in New York City, so all you have to do is take the subway. I'll believe it when I see it. This has been rumored for so long. I do feel we're closer than ever, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. It's too good to be true. Rob, you just sent so, us a picture in our chat. Is that did you make that Photoshop just now yourself? Or was yes, some- yes. While Darren Jeez. was telling the story. <laughs> Can we share? Yeah, I'll share it on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Neal as Fire Marshal Bill. Or next to. Yeah. Separated. It's a, it's a little comparison. Oh, hold on. It's being weird. One give us a moment, folks. We got some technical difficulties here, but uh, the comparison is quite apt. He just hit his yeah. lips for that one. <laughs> it really is so disturbing. It's... And uh, ironically enough, Jim Carrey was at this show. He's rocking out <laughs> in the VIP. Uh, and Dr. Jim Carrey looks like the Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Muffler in the chat says, Dr. No Good Motherfucker. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So here's a, let's see. They did Wild Side and Shout at the Devil. Oh, there's a whole medley. Four songs. I mean, they don't have that many songs. Should they really be combining the big ones into? uh, Well, I think it's not a medley, actually. It's just because it's an 18-minute video. It's just. I see. Someone didn't want to edit. That's John Five. I guess the one with the five on his guitar strap. The one who's not ninety-seven years old is John. (laughs) Yeah, this outfit. It looks like he's Vince has the same undershirt on, but it's a different, more colorful robe. Man, it's got more flair. I know, but I have to say, it's a pretty disappointing robe for like a million-dollar show. Yeah. You know, it's a five dollar ocean. This would be red on the on the catwalks of RuPaul's Drag Race. Red yes. to fill. Oh God! After they get the the first checks from this tour, he might upgrade the robe. He's <laughs> a little hurting right now. He doesn't want to put out anything from his savings, and it's just the new income. That he <laughs> uh, I don't. Do, I mean, I just got to ask you this: this, you guys, uh, like, I know it's hard to lose weight. I go up and down. You know what I mean? But if I was going to perform in front of 50,000 people, I think I'd try to show up not looking like a washtub. You know what I mean? He's like, like he- Shaq in the later part of his career. He plays himself into shape during the season. I don't know. So I, then I'll, when the playoffs I, come, he's ready. He's really ready. I'll believe that when I see it. too. <laughs> well, this tour will probably get canceled before that because one of the other members will like have a spinal injury or something. Right. Scoliosis. Vince's plan is to tour himself into shape. Okay. We'll see. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Fucking fat bastard. The shape is a circle. (laughs) That would be a shape. He's an oblate spheroid. (laughs) 
Hmm. Dusty uh, said he looks right. like Mickey Rourke now. That, oh, bit. man. Who is oh, that yeah. more insulting to? I guess Vince. Yeah. 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 Mickey Rourke looks worse for sure. Vince looks like an average fat guy you see at 7-Eleven or something. Yeah. Like, he looks like a human. Mickey he Rourke looks like the person you'd expect to see in the audience of a Motley Crue show in 2023. Exactly I, right. I, th- I do think that he's actually lost some weight. I feel like his either either this is a larger shirt or his, stom- <laughs> or his stomach used to be far more protruding. And this is I say this is someone mm. who's very conscious about his big belly. <laughs> and by the way, that's not his. That can't be his real hair, right? He's got that headband in every single yeah, fucking video. Extensions or something. Or just a wig with the whole held in by the, the headband. Mm. Yeah. Like cane, the cane mask. With the hair. <laughs> oh, they got the women on stage. No, that's Nikki well, Six. Oh, <laughs> he can't move well, like that. Well, I was gonna, they have to have the women on stage because there has to be something to look at because all the guys are just standing there. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they're not performing. Well, there's already like, like uh, eight tits on the stage. So <laughs> more. Well, John Five doesn't have tits. I'll be fair. Oh, uh, and the their backup d- singers as well. It looks like the great we lost the video. Nope. Oh, there we go. This videographer is not not the best. I guess he sounds. I guess Vince sounds good though. Uh, well, well, good is a stretch, but he sounds better than he sounded for sure by a, a million yeah. miles. Out of the demo. Uh oh. Oh. Oh no. He's losing it. Spoke too soon. <laughs> Every time you we say it. something nice, like immediately oh. we're like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Did you hear that shout at the dial? <laughs> yeah, to turn down. Did he just say you're too fat for love? Yeah. Oh no. It's autobiographical. That's what his wife says to him. I'm too fat, too fat for love. My wife tries to climb on top of me. I'm too fat, too fat for now. God. Oh, okay. Let me kickstart my heart. And then I think that's good. This is girls, girls, girls. None of them want to talk to me. Oh, boy. They're just doing splits. They're dressed as robots. The women. They look like the uh, the villains in the Karate Kid with the with the skeleton. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're chasing Daniel through the park. <laughs> I think he sounded better at the solo show. Well, you know what it is. That might have been the first song at the solo show, and now it's like the fourth one. So uh, he's, yeah. He can't make it through two songs without. Do we? Between the first two songs, we heard a major downgrade. Yeah. 
That's why we were in the beginning. We were like, ah, oh, this isn't that bad. And then the second one was that bad as it was before. Okay. He's like, what am I doing here? Jesus Christ. Where's my check? Yeah. How much was it? I'm okay. sure he's pumped. Yeah. Like he's getting paid really well. Getting to play some of his favorite tunesies. Well, you know what it is? Did you ever do a job where you get paid way in advance and it's very good money uh, and you love it, but then by the time you have to do the job, you're basically doing it for free because the money's already in the bank Uh, and then you have to do it and you're like, this fucking sucks. You feel like you're working for free even though that's not the case. I feel like he must... Just the fact that he's younger than them, he's probably having a better time than any of them on the tour. Yeah. Like, the rest of them don't have the energy to have sex with groupies after the show, so everybody goes to him, even though none of them start out wanting to be with him. I guarantee I think he's happily married and all that. Is he? Yeah. Oh, shame on him. I guarantee you that no matter how, like, how well you're being paid, no matter how fun it is to be on tour, for a real musician, a real, real serious musician to stand and have to listen to Vince Neil shrieking for an hour and a half, half that's not maybe pleasant. maybe he has the vocals turned off in his uh, i was just earpiece. gonna say he had he probably has uh he has like uh you know noise canceling earbuds uh with monitors where he's just hearing the drums and the bass so he Don't. can probably be avoiding vince neal's uh, vocals the whole time it might be a great experience in there smart move but don't you need to hear the vocal like what if vince neal fucks up and you got to make a quick adjustment you know mm. You could be like four meter, four bars off by the time he'll lap you and it'll match again. I guess you let in Tommy Lee, you follow his lead. Like if you hear the drums shift in your, yeah. your okay. then you downshift and as t- well. And Tommy Lee has a lifetime of zoning out Vince Neal's voice. So he's really used to it. He's you think that, that would be a perk they would offer the audience too? Like you get these headsets and you, you also don't have to hear Vince Neal if you don't want to. <laughs> I just want to hear the band, please. I thought this was a Motley Crue instrumental show. <laughs> so some folks might enjoy that more. I certainly would. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I can just uh, just go. Why not? Just bring a Bruce Lee <laughs> yourself. soundtrack. Every night, just pick a different fan, and it's that person doing the vocal track instead. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I feel like. Um, uh, Foo Fighters used to do that, right? They used to bring up a kid on stage to like be like, "Oh, who could actually play this guitar solo? Who wants to come play it?" It'll be like that, but like, who could actually sing? Are they going to do that permanently now? That who we don't even know who's drumming for Foo Fighters going forward. No, we right? do. No, it's it's Josh Freese. The um, oh, it, yeah. I, okay, I did not realize that he was the one that drummed with that on most of the songs. Uh, when they did the the tribute concert a few weeks ago, I assumed it would have been him too because he's just like the and like session drummer yeah. for like rock bands. But they day. officially announced that it's going to be him. I believe so. Yeah, uh, oh, he's okay. not in the promo photos, but they announced a shit ton of summer festivals, and he's the drummer. Yeah, he's the one that's okay. With them. Yeah. All right. I uh, thought maybe like uh, wouldn't it be better for just let Dave drum and get a new guitarist. I, I he probably doesn't want to. Oh, but he's such a good drummer. Just go back likes, to it. Be like, no one can fill Taylor's shoes. No other person. So we're keeping it in house. 
and we'll just get someone else to play guitar. That would have been more fun. And then if he's sitting there at the drum kit the whole time, he can't break his fucking leg on during a show again. It's true. It's safer for Dave too. We can't lose Dave now that Taylor's gone. What if he they had to amputate from that fall and he could just be like Def Leppard guy? <laughs> Donate <laughs> his amputated leg to replace the Def Leppard drummer's arm. <laughs> you could just have one one uh, one pedal to like play all the double bass and everything. That's all in all the Foo Fighters songs. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, text Dave this idea. You have his number, right? What, that he should get his leg amputated? Yes. All of it. Everything he just said. I'll just text him the, the timestamp to the segment. So, oh, just, so then that's it. an extra download. Good. I, do I have to remind you that he doesn't need the timestamp because he's a faithful listener oh, that's and fan true. of Robert Pezboni's work? <laughs> <laughs> he gets the live cast track where it's only Rob's vocals. He's doing a song about the Zach Beats hotline on the next Oh, album. wow. There goes my Zach Beats. The lead single is, hey, remember Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> and it's about foot pussies. There's a song called Learn to Squirt. <laughs> Learning to squirt. <laughs> but I ain't got wings. <laughs> L-O-M-O-C-H-O-I-N-E. That's the other, that's the next single. S-H-L-O-M-O. <laughs> We learned so much. We do. Or we teach uh, that the listener learns. That's true. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Uh, this the Super Bowl is tomorrow. And I you know, it's funny, it's funny looking back, it's been a year since the last Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> but uh, just how many crypto commercials there were last year, and there's probably going to be none <laughs> this year. Like how how the times have some. completely changed. For what companies? All the companies that advertised last year are basically out of business. Is Crypto.com out of business? It's not uh, the one that had all the problems. There was no, wasn't that no, FTX? FTX, FTX but wasn't didn't Crypto.com also have problems like scandal or whatever? Maybe right. I just know that there's still the, the Lakers arena is still named crypto.com arena. So I figure yeah. they can't be completely gone or else they'd arena yeah. the arena by now. Yeah. But like last year at the Super Bowl was like just the very beginning of crypto, like tumbling to shit. It was like at a peak a couple, like in October, I think was the, was the highest peak of it. October, 2021. And then okay. it just, it just bottom the fuck out but it was like starting to bottom out by february and then if then really like kind of coincided with the ukraine war that everything went to shit and the stock market thanks rob what? i try oh what'd you do i blame his people oh the iranians <laughs> sure them too <laughs> that's not nice um the gin is general, more than the fossils. And in ah, general, I feel like the commercials aren't as, as as someone who never really cared about football. Uh, you know, the commercial it doesn't like commercials don't even mean anything anymore, you know? Like I feel like they don't even like the commercials on the Super Bowl because they're so expensive now. They'll do like a 30 second edit and be like, watch the full commercial on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. And half yeah. of them are released before the before Sunday. Like a oh, bunch yeah, of them are already cool? available. So then, like, oh, wasn't the, there one uh, that you showed? What was the? Oh yeah, with like Ozzy and Joan Jett and people. It was for work day. Yeah, this I want to mention. Sid sent me this uh, big game spot, as they as they call it, because obviously they they don't own the rights to the term Super Bowl, so they don't want to say it. Uh, and and uh, it is like a little embarrassing. Let's take a look. I mean, it's not embarrassing. It's just this is what Super Bowl commercials are. This is. Big corporate types. Would you stop calling each other rock stars? You're Paul rock Stanley. Star. You are a rock star. Rock stars, please. You know what it takes to be a rock star? I've trashed hotel rooms in 43 countries. I was on the road since I was 16. I've done my share of bad things. Also, your share of bad things. We know that using Workday for finance and HR makes you great. Okay, I just want to point out how sick Ozzy is right now. Uh. Uh, the he could only do the shoot in his backyard. You'll notice all these other rock stars are on location somewhere, be it on a stage. Yeah, Joan Jack got off a tour bus. Uh, Billy Heidel is in a hotel room. Ozzy's just in his backyard. He's like, You want to pay me? Fine, but I'm not yeah. leaving my house. It's basically a cameo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, yeah. you're right. Yeah, with like just slightly better uh equipment than a cell phone. Brace your job. That don't make you a rock star. Uh, who's that guy? That was Nick oh, Cannon. <laughs> oh, yeah. you a rock star. oh, I think that's Gary Clark Jr. And who is that? He's that a is guitarist? a music person. Yeah, he's a rock star. Uh, yeah, but like for like old like like for the Nam people. Oh, okay. Like he's like oh. a jam, jammy guy. So he's, he's not like really a, a star. star. <laughs> He's a rock. Yeah. You're a rock star. Hey, Liz and HR, can you do this? To an empty arena. An actual rock star. You are a rock star. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that was his live show. Yeah. <laughs> Big star. Hi, I'm on. Oh, see, wait. look, there's Ozzy oh, somewhere oh, else. Give it up for Hold me. on, hold on. Is it a button down? They built that no. set in his house. <laughs> it's possible. I'm sorry. Uh, look at, yeah, like this is 100% green screen. This is one million percent green screen. But so is all the rest of it. I don't know. The whole thing is green Maybe. screen. I'm Oswald. Hello, Oswald. Give it up for Pam. Pam, you are a rock star. This commercial should have ended 20 seconds ago. Yeah. It wasn't good. By this the way, is that... not the version we'll see on Super Bowl. Rob, can you go back to that shot with Ozzy in the office, please? Mm -hmm. I just want to point something out that that guy's reaction to Ozzy Osbourne is supposed to be. Like, this is so weird because Ozzy Osbourne's here. But really, that's the face he would make if he just saw that man yes. sitting there in the office. 1,000%. Uh, I'm Oswald. Ugh. Ugh. Hello, Oswald. <laughs> He's like, is that a person? What, is, what am I looking at? Like Douglas Levison's in my office. What's happening here? It's like one of those animatronic Chuck E. Cheese musicians. <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Oh, Are we yeah. being replaced by machines? Yeah, the nanobots didn't fully form this person yet. <laughs> They're still working on it. <laughs> it's a prototype. Um, that's so. What's that? A what is that? An ad for? It didn't even work on me. I didn't work learn day. Oh, which what is work I use like, for my yeah, job? Hey, it's you... like where I enter my time, and you get your pay oh. stubs and stuff. Oh, okay. oh, 
So it's you, the snitch app. It's yes. It's the way that I've heard of this. This is the way that your boss puts more work onto you to to do your own payroll, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. One less fucking thing that they have to do and don't pay you for. Some of no, and also you have to justify your your time at work because you have to put in what you were doing, right? Oh no, saying? no. I mean, oh, yeah. maybe that's you an option. They have. That's you could, yeah, like. Like your job. When I when I was so when I worked at, at the design firm that I worked at before I, I became full time with metal injection, uh, it was that it was essentially you had to like, for, they explained it as it was how they would bill their clients, you know, but you had to basically put in how much time it took you to, to do each task, like to build the website, and it would be so annoying. But wait, so I'm sorry, Rob, to interrupt you. Workday existed. That's a long time since you worked at that. Place. Yeah, it wasn't called Workday. It was called something else. Oh, it was like um, a different app. Yeah, it was called Basecamp. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's a competitor. Okay. <clears throat> wow, that's. I, but I, yeah, like like I said, like I saw the words Workday, and I got the vague impression that this was something to do with an office. But the, yeah, I, see, you I, tell me anything about it. Yeah, I I totally did not get the message of the ad. I thought this was like like a career.com or like a place to like apply for jobs, you know? <laughs> so what are they saying like don't call yourself a rock star, you fucking suck and you need this app? Is that like the the, the thrust of it? You're not a rock star. Fuck you. Like you're a shitty person with a fucking lame ass job. Don't compare yourself to these gods. But here's something that'll make you do your stupid, shitty yeah. fucking job better. <laughs> this will make sure we don't pay you extra by accident. Yeah. Thank they you. Look, this guy has a mansion. He's worth something. Don't compare yourself to him. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece <laughs> of shit. You're worth nothing. You need a fucking stupid, shitty fucking app to help you do your stupid, shitty fucking job. You fuck. That's now that's an ad. Yeah. I just feel like I'm seeing that all over, though. Like, this is an ex like I, I see that Rob and I were discussing this in the last two or three years, I think really since COVID 19. I don't know if it's related or not. I have no idea. But they're, they're being more open in advertising about like shitting on workers. Like, have you noticed this? Am I going crazy? I saw an ad on the subway that was like, uh, well, your apartment and your job fucking suck, but at least you can order Grubhub. You know, that kind of, that's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work yeah. is the worst, but at least there's this. Yeah. Or I saw one at Citibank. In, in Citibank, I went in to use an ATM, and there was a big, like, advertisement for, like, their savings plans yeah. or whatever the fuck. And it had, they had, like, a woman with a young, you know, late 20s, early 30s woman in a business suit. And it says, I don't need new shoes. I need to save for my future. And it's like for their, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Fuck you. Like, Weird. You, oh, they're getting very brazen <sighs> with this stuff. They're getting very brazen with it. Like they're sort of priming the pump for like, accept that your life fucking sucks. This is the way. Well, the I world. think it's just like, yeah, like accept that most like, you know, uh, when, when they have these marketing meetings, it's like okay, most of these people don't have money. Let let's mar let's target these people that are broke, you know. But it used to be targeting that. Well, they have always targeted. I mean, that's what advertising is to target people. But it used to be an illusion that you could, if you worked hard, you would suddenly become a billionaire one day. Uh, but now it's like mm, just work hard. Working hard is 
good in and of itself. It's it's like it, advertising used to be your life is good. Our product can make it even better. Right. Now it's everything in your life is a flaming pile of garbage except our <laughs> that. I mean, yes. I can't, you can't put it any better than that. Yeah. Look at this commercial. This, you're you are <laughs> you are a regular person. You are not a worthy, valuable Ozzy Osbourne, even in his death rattled, wheezing, <laughs> body morphing, like hunched over, scoliosis ridden, shitty ass body is a on another plane of existence from you. You mean nothing. You're like his fucking uh, massively disease infested shit. That's what you are in your shitty job. Buy this product. And the sad thing is the common worker in relation to Ozzy is like Ozzy in relation to Sharon. Right. Sharon. So imagine the common worker's distance from Sharon is like even. No. And, and she <laughs> has real employees. Ozzy doesn't fucking know what's happening. She's not he even. He probably in the thought he actually had that to do that office job. <laughs> He's like, oh, so this is the gig now that I, I'm not touring. So I just work at a computer now. Okay, Sharon. And he did. <laughs> he did have to do it. He's managing the household budget. She was like, while you're at that desk, submit your resume someplace. Here's here's the link. You've got to be an Anna in this family. Oh, my God. Oh, you can't fucking sing anymore. Okay. Update your resume, Jose. Here's a list of tasks. That would actually be like for monster.com or hot jobs or whatever, whatever those <laughs> are. If the commercial is Sharon telling Ozzy he's got to submit his resume because he's not touring anymore. That's right. a good commercial right there. Get, You're right. Get there. You're right. I totally Work, agree. Workday.com. Fucking download it, motherfucker. <laughs> she makes some clock in just at home. Like, what were you doing all day today while I was out earning money? Detailed descriptions. Upload photos of you scooping dog shit. No idling in this mansion. (laughs) We move forward or we don't move at all. (laughs) Where are our jobs, Madison Avenue? Hire us. I mean, listen. It's like that movie. uh, Oh, my God. Now I can't think. It was crazy people with Dustin. uh, Um. uh, I can't even remember the Dudley Moore. Oh my God, I'm losing my shit. Uh, he's like an ad exec, and he has a sort of a nervous breakdown at a middle age life crisis, and he starts putting real ads on the TV, like Volkswagens. They're small, they kind of suck, but they're good. You know, like he just starts telling the truth. This sounds and like it be- familiar. Becomes a hit, and he goes to a, like he does this. They send him to like a mental uh, mental illness hospital because he has a nervous breakdown and he gets all the other patients to start writing ads and they become successful. Uh, it's re- not a, not a great movie, but it's like kind of a cool concept oh, yeah. with some, some funny moments in it. And uh, that's Moore what Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Uh, that, oh. that would be like, she's one of the patients, but that would be, uh, that would be the ad agency I'd want to work for. We just tell the truth about everything. Yeah. I can't believe I almost I almost like couldn't pull up Dudley Moore's name. That was very scary. That's (laughs) fine. It's been quite. I mean, he's been dead for a while. Conversation, yeah, for quite a while. I'm sorry. I just like pride myself on movie knowledge. So when I start to forget that stuff, I'm like, you had the name of the movie right away. I think that's the more impressive get. Thank you. Because there is no way in a million years I'd have remembered that that was the name of that movie. (laughs) 
That'll I be our next to... watch along. We'll do crazy people. Were we off of Ozzy? Because I wanted to... oh, unless you had something, no. Rob. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Uh... Yeah, I, that's really. I was gonna say the only other thing is that there's gonna be a commercial for Pop Corners, which is a, a lovely brand of a popped chip. Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, it's like going to be a Breaking Bad thing with Aaron Paul. And isn't uh, the, what's his face, Brian Cranston, going to be in it too? I thought. It was oh, Paul. he is. Okay, yeah. Ugh. I'm not what, for that. pop. I mean, like yeah, yeah. That seems guy. like a that's a Vince Neil touring thing, like <laughs> without Motley Crue. Let at least been, let let they're... Vince Gilligan write it. Is it already available? Can we review it now, or is it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to see this. Let's see if is it is it Breaking Bad canon or is this outside of? Let's see. I haven't seen the ad. I just it just popped up as the next video for uh, when I watched the Breaking Good. It's called. Jesse is eating some chips. No, these are the bomb. And they're air popped, not fried. Hot corners. You're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. Wife! Jesse. Everyone's going to want to taste. And I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? Oh. We call them popcorners. Say their name. <laughs> popcorners! Jesus, everything is green screen now. Yeah, including Frank, Frank, Aaron Paul's face. Yeah. How much of this stuff do you have? We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Seven! You make seven! Seven. Seven works. Yeah. Popcorners. Break into something good. Uh, that, that was awful. Completely unnecessary and not worth it. But I also... Better better than the other ad. You know what they're selling. I, uh, yeah. yeah. That somehow I'm made sure. it worse. I didn't uh, think yeah. it would. But I got to say something about this. So what is, what, am I, what is my takeaway from this commercial? Popcorners are like meth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very addictive. They don't have a problem with that. <laughs> like, I don't know. He did say all natural ingredients. Yeah, it's natural. It's legal. I mean, you know, heroin's natural. It's, it's very, like, <laughs> I can well, it's processed a little to get to the diet. Right. But the pure yeah. shit is natural, and that ain't good. No, but I mean, it, it's processed into the dust. You know, it, it doesn't naturally grow as powder. Right, but that would be the same process of turning the natural ingredients into popcorners. That that's would be fair. That's fair. Okay, fair. Do you think, like, I could understand being a young ad executive coming up with the idea for that commercial, but no way in a million years do you think that Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to agree to be in that commercial. Right. Like, could you imagine the level of surprise when they pitched that and were accepted? Like, wait, what? Like I'd have been stunned that I even got a meeting with them for this for uh, pop quarters, let alone. No, you, I don't think you understand how the pitch goes. They don't pitch the premise. They first. pitch the money. Yeah, they pitch but the money. Pitch how does pop guys. quarters even have that much money to spend on an ad campaign? That's- I mean, well, I mean, like what you know, it's a lot of money to regular folk. But I mean, what is it like? You know, to maybe a million to buy a Super Bowl uh, ad, and then maybe two news. or three million. What? Go ahead. Yeah. Popcorners is owned by Pepsi, so it's not okay. like it's some indie company. All right, but also they he probably got the phone call at first, and they were like, uh, "We got Brian Paul and Aaron Cranston." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, close enough. I mean, they could be deep fake. 
that's true too. That's common. That's like uh, that first 60. shot of Brian Cranston looked like the like shots of Olivia Soprano in season three of the show after she died. Yeah. Where yeah, like they, really they morphed her head onto both of them. Yeah, it looked very weird. I didn't like that. I didn't like how it looked. It, it was very. You talking about the real show when they were in it, or the or the commercial? I, I, the no, commercial. this commercial. The the commercial trying to recreate the like New Mexico vibe, but. I was throwing. I started thinking of the uh, when they were in Better Call Saul at the end, which was yeah. they were very good scenes, like well written and all that. But they just looked too old for that to be like Better Call yeah. Saul. Kind of had that problem with Bob Odenkirk, but it was like subtle enough that I could overlook it. Except towards the end, it was getting more visible. Yeah, but it was such a good story, like I could overlook it. But those scenes, it was worse because Aaron Paul is supposed to be like eighteen. And he's like, yeah, 42, you know, it just doesn't, <laughs> it just didn't work. Not that there weren't good scenes, but it was just, you know, that's why they like sort of had him very darkly lit and off in the shadows and yeah. stuff. They did whatever they could to like, sort of mute that issue. Still a wonderful show. But yeah. It's a little jarring. Yeah. And now they're going to do a Gus Fring uh, or potentially do a prequel. Like he better not, he better be like in the present day scenes. Cause he's a, that's not uh that's not a, that's not confirmed. That's just something. Yeah, that's know. just yeah, like a, yeah. I said potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they don't have much more time. They'd have to get a different actor, I think, to do like the pre Breaking yeah. Bad stuff. I think so too. I wanted to ask you about a uh, very important topic: uh, Netflix changing their subscription uh, uh, rules about sharing. Mm-hmm. They're going to be logging everyone out every month. You have to re-log in. Well, they they reneged and, on this. Yeah, they, they announced it, and when? then there was such negative feedback that they pulled the page from their website. So well, they said that happen. they were only going to test it in like South America or whatever. It wasn't meant for like. Oh worldwide. no, the South America testing was a few months ago, but oh. a week or two ago, the rules of their password sharing came out, and it was it was really stupid uh, because it's like basically you could only you would only be allowed to log in from your home and mm-hmm. how it would know your home is based on your IP address. Yeah. And, but what about people who travel and watch Netflix, whatever? Well, the wasn't device, it like once a month device, you have to log yes, into yes, their no, home? Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, so to combat to their catering to that is that once a month your device would have to log in from your home network. Then it brought up a ton of security issues. Is Netflix going to start logging devices and logging the locations of these devices? Have they How not already going to be storing this? No. Uh, well, not that we know of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, there's no indicator of like how many devices you're logging on now. Uh, anyway, so this got such bad feedback. And I'm ass- what I'm assuming happened here, Netflix is very numbers driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they basically decide if a show gets renewed or not, basically on the amount of views it gets in the first week and, and the amount of completed views it gets in the first week. Uh, it's all just about that. That's why shows get thrown off a cliff uh, like two seasons in without any conclusion because it's all just about numbers for them. They must have had so many subscription cancellations after the news came out about this, uh, what you're talking about, Darren, that they immediately pulled that off. They're, as of this moment, they are not implementing this uh, password sharing restriction. But I have a feeling, though, it will eventually come to pass uh, because their stock price is not doing well. And uh, this is one of the things they said that they would uh, do to 
increase revenue, which I think is very short-sighted because it's not why they're losing revenue. They're losing revenue because there's nothing on there anymore. Mm -hmm. They're going to, it's going to also spectacularly backfire because what you're essentially saying is, I I don't know if, if that you said they're going to change this password restriction thing uh, still eventually, but would they also be logging people out once a month? Because if they do that, they're going to cease to exist as a company. I don't, it didn't, it never said that they would log you out. It just said you have to log in per device from your home once a month. month. Wouldn't you have to be logged out to do that if you have to log in? I don't think so. I think it's just the home has to, you just have to be on your home Wi Fi once a month. But you have to, on the device, you have to enter your password many times, many cases on a fucking cumbersome TV keyboard Mm -hmm. with your remote. And a lot of people just like to passively turn on Netflix, right? I mean, yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree with that for sure. And I think that's the biggest thing. Well, now they have those things where like you could go to the, you could use your phone to do it, like go to a website and put in a code. I agree. It's very cumbersome and stupid. People will drop their fucking Netflix subscriptions like a bad habit if that happens, I think. Absolutely. En masse. And also, I think that with streaming, the business model is not like the idea that you think that, you know, 10 people are going to have 10 different accounts. That's not how it works. Right. Everyone has a pool of friends and they all share their, their passwords, yeah. you know, like, Oh, I have, I have this login. You could have that. And, and, and you know, you give me your login and I'll do that. Like, that's how it works. And, and to, to think that they're going to change that is, is dumb. There's just it's a limited just amount of, of growth that companies can ha- have, too. Like, yes. how many people do you think there are in the U.S. that you could keep growing as a company? Like, yeah, and also Netflix has hundreds of millions of subscribers. They've reached their their like their big point. You know? Yeah, so when you reach that point, you got to supplement it with like good content and like yeah. keep it at that point. And they're not doing that. Yeah, and I feel like they haven't done it in years. Just I, once I the like next it's... Squid Game season starts, they'll be back on top. For like a couple of things. weeks until everyone sees it. But I just the other muffler rub wants your uh, say uncle login. Can you have that? <laughs> wow, Dusty Rhodes Muffler. That is a that is a very uh like deep gay porn <laughs> reference. That isn't just like uh well a we've talked guy. about it on the show. Oh, oh okay. It's a me <laughs> you've talked about it, Rob. Come on, man. I forgot. I was like, how does he know about say uncle? Long ago. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, there's so much porn. I was worried there. about I'm my memory. <laughs> Dudley Moore actually started out doing say uncle videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. He and went from the nephew to the uncle. That's how long he was in that in that racket. He reprised his beloved Arthur character in the say uncle. Arthur video. on the Cox. <laughs> on the nephew Cox. Oh my god. It's inappropriate. Nothing like nephew cock. Oh, wow, that's a drop. I did that for a drop purposely. <laughs> you don't and have any it, nephews, do you, please? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, well, the I want to hear that in six years, and we all sit here and go, what the fuck? What was the nephew <laughs> And now you keep saying it. We've got, like, different versions of it. Whoa, little Lou is in the chat. Oh, oh is, my God. We know that's, is that confirmed to be little Louie? 
I believe, believe so. it. I, who would be impersonate Lil Lou after all this time? I hope it is. Please confirm, Lou. Dusty Rose Muffler says, Nephew Cock Destroyer. <laughs> Rob, do you Better than the real one. Oh, yes, it's me. It is him. Hi, Louie. So nice. Super Mets fan. Super Livecast fan. Hopefully very excited about the new baseball season. Also, Lou has the distinction of being one of the few Livecast fans I've met in person. Rob's met a bunch. Yeah. Rob, Rob's the leader. I don't think I've met any. I'm I'm dead last on that list. You met Shlomo, no? No, didn't meet Shlomo, didn't meet Lou, didn't meet Israeli guy, didn't meet Dudorino or any of the LA heads. Very sad. I met Lou at a at a baseball game, a Mets game, and I didn't even know uh, he was going to be there. We just ran into each other. That's awesome. Let me get a picture. I have a picture of us posing. Let me go search that down. Dusty Rhodes asks me and Darren what we think of Kyrie and Kevin Durant leaving the Nets. I I think, at least for me, I am sad, but I like Darren, I believe, I'm glad that it's over and it's behind us and we could just move on now. It seemed inevitable. And also, I did not, unlike most Nets fans, I think I would say, I was not enthused about assembling these three guys at the expense of breaking apart the pretty good team that they had. They were like one big superstar away from being a championship team and they did they did acquire a bunch of superstars but not in the way that i wanted like i wanted to add to what they had and just sign somebody and somehow make the money work but they just basically sent everyone away to acquire these guys well harden was who they sent everyone away for and right that almost immediately backfired i mean they also were very close to winning the nba championship that one year when they lost to the Bucks, and uh, then everything, then COVID sort of really fucked everything up. Kyrie didn't want to get the vaccine, mm-hmm. couldn't play. Harden didn't want to deal with that, so he demanded a trade. We traded him for somebody who no longer apparently enjoys playing basketball. And then, yeah, Lou uh, asks uh, Louis in the chat, I'm, "I'm is it all right if I post that picture of us and show it on the air? Do you mind that?" Because I'm about to do that, if you if you okay it, Darren. I swear to God, if the picture you show is Ron Jeremy's belly button, I'll never talk to you again. Well, that would go through Rob because Rob has to show the picture, so I'm sending the real one. But. Fucking Rob, don't you dare do it! <laughs> I won't do it. I promise. All right. Uh, where's the photo? I'm sending it right now. He said, "Yeah, it's cool. Go ahead." That's us at a Mets game. I have my long white uh, bearded locks in this one Ooh. with my Mets gear. Nice. Looking yes, good. Sure. Uh, how are the Mets looking this season? Great. Look great. Fantastic. They won 101 games last year. Yeah. And I think I think they look better. Yeah, they fixed some little holes that kept them from uh, postseason success last year. I would say, and the best player that we lost in the off season only played like a third of the fucking season last year, anyway. So it's not really gonna hurt compared to last year, anyway. We replaced almost as good. On the downside, they still have uh, Darren Ruff. 
My name I is- mean, but is he even going to be on the major league roster when the season starts? If I can I hope not. <laughs> but that's a minor nitpick. Yeah. Looking great. Very excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, they, Louis said Darren should bring Rob and Sid to a Mets game to meet Louis. Yeah. Let us know. Drop us a line the next time, you know, with a reasonable yeah. amount of time in advance. Yeah. And we'll I'm down. try to meet up. Yeah. I was thinking we should go to a Nets game, too. That's well, the tickets player. are going to be real cheap now for the rest of the season. We could probably sit at courtside for seventeen dollars pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, nice. Let's do it. <laughs> but they're getting. Nets I want to get. I like, do want to get like good seats. I would. I love to get lower ball because I think we went once and we had like nosebleeds. Uh, but, yeah. but l- l- let's splurge a little, especially. Yeah, well, I never been to a game with you, Rob. I don't think I went with. I, did, didn't the three of us go? I feel, well. I mean, I, I definitely I went remember. with Sid. I'm I went sure with you like four or five times, but. I feel like you may have come late, Darren, maybe, but me and Sid definitely went. Oh, I uh, think I do remember that. Yeah, we did sit in nosebleeds, I think. It's coming back to me. Yeah. I'd love to go to a Nets game. And I don't, they're not that, they're not like, no, a they're bad still going to be now. a decent team. They're yeah. still going to be a playoff team, probably. But there's going to be the perception that the big stars left. So they're, they're going to be less of a buzz, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, let's try to find something. The All Star break is next week. So post All Star break, we can figure something out. Yeah, maybe like when they're playing a relatively good team, so it's an exciting game. Well, then it'll be the tickets will be expensive because they're playing a good team. We got to go see them against an awful team because the tickets will be cheap and they'll probably win. Yeah, that's. that's I like to do that with the Mets too. Like go to a game against a shit team. Eh, It doesn't guarantee a win, but you know, it's like I'd rather. Yeah. People say you got to go to the game against the best teams. Like you know, I don't want. Why? I'm there to see the Mets. I don't care who they're playing. I just yeah, want be- the Mets to do well. I want a higher likelihood of them beating the fucking shit out of Yeah. Them. Exactly right. And if they lose, fine. You know, I can live with that. But I want to see a, more, a higher chance of a win. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I won't go to a game against a good team. Like, if it, the opportunity arises and I'm not doing something, I feel like going to a game, I'll go. But if I'm choosing on a schedule, you're yeah. damn right I'm picking the shittier team. Yeah. Just a more relaxing to, experience. And when I had season tickets, I used to do that. Like they had this thing called ticket exchange where you get like, I had a half season. So you get like your 40 games and then you can change them for the same or lesser value. So I would change them. I would have my medium nice seats uh, for X amount of dollars. And then I, against a good team, I take all the games against good teams and change them for midweek games against the fucking Padres, who were terrible then. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same value, I could sit like three rows behind the dugout. So that was like a nice, nice. you know, yeah. nice way to upgrade. And still a great stadium. It's still the team you like, like whatever. I don't care who they're playing. Still good Let's concessions. Let's go, Mets. You still take a ride on the wild side. Lil Lou with a really universal uh, pro tip for us that definitely applies to everyone. I recommend you guys should get wheelchair seats because no one blocks your viewer. You have to keep getting up for others to go by. (laughs) Are we allowed to get wheelchair seats? I think they sell them like right before the game just to get as much money as they can. Because, you know, the the people who need wheelchairs, I think they, they, they usually book them in advance so if they pretty much know they're not being sold you can sit in. i've seen non-disabled people sitting in those seats before i thought it was like you i thought it was a b 
BYOW. You have to bring your own wheelchair to. What do you to, mean? Like they're not actual seats. No, the it's seat. A spot. <laughs> it's not no. just a wheelchair sitting there that you hop in. No, no, no. I know it's. A, I'm not saying it's. A, I'm saying you have. It's a. It's a blank space that you put yeah. your wheelchair. In. I thought. No, that was, that was no. There is a disabled row in the front of most of the box sections, and you could. They have a place you can store your wheelchair if you have one. But mm. any disabled person can sit there. Like if they have a cane or whatever, there's a place, mm. a bunch of seats blocked off for any any type of disabled person. What if you have a third I butt see. cheek from a fall? Does that count? <laughs> or or a third uh, or a third butt cheek in your belly button? What if oh, you? Have... No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is from Queens, so and he's disabled now. No. What if you have trouble remembering Dudley Moore's name? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lil Lou says the disabled seats are by law. They have to sell to everyone. Oh, I didn't know that. That seems kind of a shitty law. I'd say that's when equality bites back. Yeah. These fucking woke wheelchair people demanding that they get uh, seats. We it's need like, seats uh, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like when, when people preach tolerance, uh, towards Nazis, it's like, no, no, no. They're the ones you can't tolerate. Don't punch just them. like just just like these accessible seats should be going to to the non disabled or or what's the what's the politically correct term now is it disabled okay I think disabled is all right if not I apologize and I'll retract everything I said but I thought that was an acceptable term mm -hmm. okay so there you go so Lil lose with all the tips here he says if you are not disabled and have the disabled tickets they give you foldable seats. And they're comfortable. So it, it was as I assumed. It is an empty area, but if you buy the tickets and don't have a wheelchair, they'll find a seat. For you. Can we just get Louie on the chat uh, on the stream at this point? Just, just <laughs> put your video on and give him the link. Maybe, maybe we just get the seats with Lou. So we're yeah. with him sure. in the disabled oh, section. Man. We'll figure it out. And then we could each take turns like tooling around in his wheelchair, just down mm. the promenade area. I bet he'd share. Uh, <laughs> are there any new concessions since I've last been there? Is it still? I'm sure there are. They add Jake Shack and the Rib Place. Oh, it's a different every year. Okay. So I don't think there is Blue Smoke, you mean, right? Uh, is that Blue even smoke. there? I think they got rid of Blue Smoke. I think they might have just oh. expanded Shake Shack. I think yeah. that whole section is Shake Shack now. Yeah, Blue oh, Smoke was uh, right next to Shake Shack, mm -hmm. and I think it's gone. Those ribs, man. Oh, and they so they see. down they downgraded Fuku by the way. Fuku used to be like a full Fuku, and now they only have the sandwich and fries. What didn't they? What, what else? What did else they, used they have? To have? They had like chicken tenders and a okay. few other a few other assorted chicken. Products. Oh yeah, I think it's just because they it's such an assembly line process that they can't really manage more than a few items. Like I think there's a Fuku at uh, Barclays. There is. Uh, where where the no no where the tennis uh, thing was. Oh, U.S. Uh, Open. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. We saw the rest there. there. Yeah, I had the food. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was good. Uh, there's also polar the polar bear burger stand, which is one of named after one of the Mets players who they call the polar bear. So he has a branded uh, burger shop. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've had oh, that one yet. There's a lobster shack. Got a little uh, lobster roll. Probably mm -hmm. like forty bucks. Uh, it's up there. But yeah, they always. I don't. I don't know if I've seen an announcement of new concessions for this year yet. Oh, there's a pig beach barbecue. I'm a fan. Of I had that, and it was. Uh, I had like the oh sweet chick. Oh. <laughs> I gotta I say, sweet chick. Well, sweet chick makes you turn into Sharon Osbourne, apparently. 
I I will say this about the high prices at City Field. It is pretty high priced, but if you do some detective work, you can find options that are not. I agree. Yeah. I think this is this is pretty notable for most concessions. Yeah, Barclays, it's similar. You could find like the reasonable deals because I feel like every vendor sort of sets their own prices, and some are more reasonable than others. Yeah. Then it's never going to be really cheap, but I mean, you can have like a like a regular fast food experience. Yeah, I'm just glad that we're past the moment at most of these venues. Where the only option is really dry chicken fingers and really dry French fries for twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like at French least... fries, you like moist fries. Uh, I like seasoned. I don't know. They're just it's. There's something about arena French fries, and I, I say this as French fries is maybe my favorite food. Like they're so unappetizing. <laughs> they're Wait, so... more than shrimp. Absolutely, I'm kind of over shrimp. Honestly, I've had my oh, film. Yeah. How do you wow. say this for the end of the fucking show? You're over shrimp. What? I'm not. Uh, let me. Let me. Let it's me like clarify. Defining characteristic the whole time what? I've known you. Let me clarify. I've kind of ate my fill enough to the point where I can turn it down on occasion. I'm not saying oh. I don't still love shrimp. I love shrimp. Give me I an would example never... of a time recently you turned down shrimp. Oh, like if it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I will, like for example i i will i i could pass on the shrimp option on the shrimp like i think we were even at a at a dining thing where we we possibly oh no we did get the shrimp cocktail <laughs> when we went to brunch recently. we ordered one of everything but i have i have passed <laughs> on occasion uh, like a surf like if i was to get a steak and there could be like a shrimp side i don't need the shrimp i'm all right with that you know like it's not as as uh necessary as it was in years past and also i've moved past ordering the <laughs> or buying a, a frozen bag of free cook trip and just snacking on it at home i've moved past those days as well uh, so I'd now it's like a more of a special one. occasion thing whereas french fries i have all the time french fries i have to kind of like uh, talk myself out of getting like like Rob. You just had French fries for lunch and yesterday for dinner. Don't have it for dinner tonight, like that kind of thing. I guess there's other meat products so that I could stuff my face with. <laughs> Finally fulfilled the prophecy. Yeah, see, T Tam knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he says they're always just frozen, unseasoned fries dumped out of a 50 pound brown bag into an almost hot enough fryer, then not salted afterwards. Well, Maybe that's it. You, you nailed it. They're not fried uh, at a hot enough temperature, so the outside layer isn't doesn't have like the crispiness to counteract the softness of the inside. Oh, Darren, long- does City Field still have box frites? I don't remember. I don't. I didn't go to that then, area last. I, when time. I was like, just on the vendor list, Shack. when I was on the vendor list, they were advertising a specific fry vendor. Yeah, yeah. So they've always curious. had that, like right across. Well, first of all, Shake Shack fries are fantastic, and they have yes, they're the excellent. Shake Shack but they're but they're they're the they're, they're the uh, the ridged fry. What are they? Crinkle cut. What's the crinkle cut? Thank you. It's a different. It's a it's a unique cut. It's not like it's like a it's like a curly fry. It's a it's a special flavor it's not the traditional sure you know long steak fry and then the uh, says 50 pound brown bag was rob's nickname in high school <laughs> i wish i was 50, 50 pounds pound. i was a little over 50 yeah, that was, that was his nickname balls, in kindergarten your balls were a 50 pound brown bag <laughs> yeah that's a little more accurate baby yeah <laughs> balls. 
I think um, the Shake Shack also is the basic bitch choice of uh, baseball fans, so you have to wait online. Yeah, for, the like, line is. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, is there so, like, if you order? get to the game crazy early, mm-hmm. then do that. But if one, if you show up like halfway through the first or second inning, there's already like an hour long line there. I don't want to do anything that takes me that long away from yeah. the game. I'm there to see the fucking game. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like seeing the ballpark as an amusement park. Although I will partake in. You know, the sur- I might go for an inning or something, but mm-hmm. I do want to see the game when I'm there. Yeah. I don't be judge. That's how anybody. I feel when I go to wrestling shows as well. Like as much as I enjoy exploring the arena, I'm there to watch the wrestling and I have to like it, it is a, a, a source of mild anxiety of needing to time out when to hit the concessions because you can't do it at the end of a match because that's when everyone gets up. Right. You can't do it at the beginning of the show. Because everyone's already online. You have to wait until like 20 minutes into the first match. And you have to almost kind of be like, all right, how much do I care about this? Not quite. I'm going to go run out and eat uh, well, and get that, stuff. And, and it'll be, you can, you can time it well. So it's only five minutes. But that's what I would exactly do. That was my exact tactical uh, str- strategy when I would go to MSG WWF shows uh, younger, my teenage to 20s years. I would look at the card. They give you a little, they used to give you a little flyer with the card, mm-hmm. the house show card. And I would strategically plan which match I care the least about. And that's when I'm going to get up and get food or get a beer or, uh, you know, walk around, take a piss um, or take a walk on the wild side. What kicks down my heart. RIP this week stands for Rob ignores prawns. Oh, now now this is shrimp are my new Siopus now. Like I hate shrimp now. That's what you're saying. (laughs) It's not true. You said it. it. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. Let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every week we each pick a song. We dump it on our playlist. The playlist is now (laughs) over 32 hours long. Take a big music dump with us. Search wow. R.I.P. A live cast music break on Spotify. You can see the playlist uh, this week. Uh, my pick is from uh, an artist, a, a group from Japan called Yellow Music, uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra. Uh, and the way I came across this is a early electronic band came out in the late seventies. You know, I'm, I'm very much in my electronic moment right now. I'm watching a lot of documentaries and whatever YouTube kind of feeds me. And I watched this documentary about the 808 drum machine, which I love that sounds, the sounds that that machine produces. And uh, Africa Bambata is interviewed in it, and he's sort of credited as the first person to release a song with the drum machine. And he mentioned his big influences were... Uh, Craftwork and Yellow Magic Orchestra. And it's like, well, I know Craftwork and I love Craftwork. Uh, I probably will love Yellow Magic Orchestra as well. And sure enough, I do. Uh, and they're very, very good. And the melody here sounds so familiar. It sounds like it's from like a video game or something, but I can't quite place where it's from. But it oh, is so maybe excellent. one of our Band listeners could hear it and uh, guess what it comes yeah, from. Yeah, that would be great. Hop in our Discord and let us know. Uh, so that's my pick. Sid, what did you pick? I picked uh, the band former member 
which I only learned of yesterday while listening to a podcast interview with the drummer from the band Kid Dynamite. He mentioned that Kid Dynamite's lead singer, Jason Shevchuk, is now in this band called Former Member. And uh, with Kid Dynamite, he was one of my favorite ever hardcore vocalists. And this, Rob, I feel like we've discussed before that there is a subgenre called pirate metal. Mm-hmm. This this song sort of sounds like pirate hardcore in a weird way. It's very jaunty. But uh yeah, it's a former member. The song came out a couple years ago and uh it's pretty good. Pretty good. Former Darren member. Cole. That sounds like uh John Wayne Bobbitt's penis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How do you when someone leaves the band, do they go the former member of former member? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's, that's cool. exactly why he called it that. He wanted to put people in that predicament. It worked. I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> my my song is by the far side, a one a passing me by by the far side, one of the lost mm. bands of the early nineties. I think they stopped making music like maybe in the early two thousands, two thousand four. I think uh, Fat Lip had a pretty decent solo solo career afterwards. Yeah, but that's my mood right now. Like early nineties hip hop. I think they were discovered. They're from California. I think, but they're discovered by by a Tribe Called Quest or by Q-Tip specifically. Well, I, I know they correctly. were on uh, the Beastie Boys record label. Yeah, record I think uh, I'm pretty sure Q-Tip introduced them to uh, either like their producer or they got some hookup through Q-Tip. Nice. And that's, they, they, you know, they had one major hit, I think. I don't think they had any other hits besides this, but yeah. a couple of really, really good albums. So check that Definitely. out. Cool. Darren, did you happen to see the uh, Grammys hip hop tribute? Did you see that? I didn't pay attention to the Grammys at all. Was yeah, it good? It was fun. It was actually really nice. It was, re- it was like, Oh wow. They've actually done something nice. Uh, it wasn't all inclusive. They didn't have like everybody. It was just like who they could wrangle together. And they just did like a giant medley where like, you know, a, few, a bunch of notable artists did like a few bars of their stuff. Uh, and they got Run DMC to perform, which I believe was the first time they performed together since Jam Master J died, which I thought how was they, really cool. How are they looking? They look great. I mean, uh, uh, Daryl DMC, he's around. Like he's actually been doing a bunch of metal stuff. Uh, and what does uh, he do in metal? Like, was he a singer? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he like raps over oh. like stuff. Uh, he had the he, I mean, or like, 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 like scream talks also. That surprises me because he had like all those throat problems, right? Didn't he have throat cancer or something like that? It's something. Oh, yeah. And he's screaming. I mean, I'd be scared to like uh, test my voice like that. Maybe he got a bionic throat. <laughs> the throat <laughs> guy walked, so run could run. Or uh, DMC could DMC. run. I used to love run DMC, <laughs> <laughs> but now I cannot listen to them because he's screaming. He is screaming. <laughs> too, it's too loud. Is there feedback it, with the kazoo? It's just too loud, loud. Too pinche loud. I cannot take it. <laughs> they used to go to the same support group, but DMC doesn't come anymore. He's too good for them now. I'm oh. trying to sit here, listen to some music, and eat my platano, and I cannot. <laughs> I cannot listen to this. It's too the loud. bass just rumbles the platanos right off the plate onto they the floor. Right on the floor in el piso. I cannot eat them anymore because it's not sanitary. <laughs> he get the throat gets infected. My throat can get infected. No five second rule when you got a throat kazoo. 
I waste all my adobo putting it on the platano. I cannot eat it because I've they've fallen on the floor. Wasted adobo is the episode title. Thank Wasted. you. I want a royalty for this. <laughs> you are royalty. I am no, I am no royalty. Celia Cruz is royalty. <laughs> I am nobody. Yo no soy nada. <laughs> Yo no soy ninguna persona, coño. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go, I do want to mention our Patreon and, uh, you know, five bucks a month gets you access uh, to over two years of bonus episodes. And every month we do two bonus episodes. Uh, we just posted a great bonus episode at the top of this month uh, where we just we did a basically a full episode. We did a full episode of a bunch of links that we just haven't gotten to on our main show, uh, like one about Putin shitting himself, <laughs> about uh, a guy with big penis problems, uh, little penis problems, a lot of that fun stuff. Little and, penis uh, problems is my favorite rapper right now. Little, <laughs> uh, and uh, last month we did a full blown two hour watch along of the brutal Sharon Osborne uh documentary on Fox Nation. Uh, in my own words, I forgot what it's called, uh, but it's rough and we had a great, great time uh mocking it. There's a ton of great episodes in the archives. We have watch alongs, you could sit and watch a movie with us. Uh, we have uh episodes where we induct past memes into the live cast hall of fame including mike francesa uh trope guy is inducted into the hall of fame thank you and very many much more. <laughs> many more uh and if you want to throw us a few extra bones 10 bucks a month gets you to be a top live cast fan of the week and uh that will get you a shout out at the end of the show which is right now darren do you want to do it as trope guy <laughs> sure Where are they? Oh, here they are. Hello. <laughs> Trot guy, come on in. Thank you. I want to say thank you to Eric, Benjamin, Dan R. Muchas gracias para ser live cast fan of the week, de semana. Sam I am, Mindy Mayor, Kipan, Shasor, Shashushe. That even harder to pronounce than all the Spanish food that I be eating. Carol Dickev, Raba Vampiro, Hugo Like Taco. I don't really like taco. I'm more Mexican. I'm Boricua. Lando, thanks. LaCroix, we're going to give you an extra shout out for beating cancer. I also beat the fucking cancer. Get the fuck out of here, cancer. We hate you. Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pigman. Douglas, who are you? Levison Kennedy, too. Yo no sé, tampoco. And hey, guys, it's Josh. Hey, guys, it's Josh. Hey, guys, this is Throw Guy. And I don't like you putting the guy in the name. That's my name. Don't be stealing it. Or like wrong, hijo de puta. Excellent. Theft. All right, yeah. y'all. By the way, we should not make a joke. We should say that Lacroix did beat yeah. cancer, and we're very happy for you. Please live a long and healthy life. You're an amazing person. Yeah, we need person. those downloads. We'll be oh, back next it. week, folks. Hope we hope, hope to see you there. <clears throat> Happy Valentine's. Bye-bye. 